Welcome to a Fresh Perspective podcast, catering to the latest in ingredient trends, consumer insights, and food news. Brought to you by Corbion. Hi, I'm CJ, and this is Fresh Perspective, a food podcast, and I am joined by my co-host, Jenny. Jenny Colzer. Um, we are here to talk about the 2020 bakery t- trends with Joanne. Joanne is a um, insights person at Corbian. Uh, CJ, do you know, you want to say a little bit more about what Joanne does? And then- Yeah, she leads global insights for uh, bakery and for food now at Corbion. Um, she's got a wealth of experience in insights and trends and what consumers are doing. Welcome, Joanne. Welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. And we are coming at you from our houses. So um, that's why it sounds and uh, this way and looks like the inside DJ's of my house. house beautiful. Because it is. Flowers. Strategically plants, place these plants around so you can't see anything. <laughs> but, um, because, yeah, we're all on lockdown, self-isolation, you know, self-quarantining, doing the good thing. I got That's to spend right. my birthday this weekend in isolation. And oh, so- yeah, I was going to tell you. Happy birthday. Thank you. Oh, happy uh, birthday, CJ. My friends all showed up with many different cupcakes and cookies, and they all had to stand like in the street uh, six feet apart and like lay them down so we could come get them one at a time. And then years oh from there, but I've been eating cupcakes by cupcakes for breakfast this morning because I still have them left. So, oh, that's so nice. It was good. It and was speaking of cupcakes, is that not a perfect seg into our bakery trends conversation? Exactly. So yeah, today we're here to talk about the 2020 trends for food and kind of what they look like uh, when we were looking at them at the beginning of the year and maybe even how they've changed as we move through the year and move through this pandemic, if there's any noticeable changes. And then as we move on in future podcasts, we'll talk about what we're continuing to see. But today we're just here to talk about the 2020 trends. Okay. What's our first question for Joanne? So Joanne, just looking at all of the information you have and everything you've seen, what are some of the industry trends that we should be paying attention to and that food production people should be looking at? Uh, Yeah. You know, you think back just a few weeks ago, how things were so different. And then at the end of the year in 2020, uh, for 2020, we, we did a a series of research projects just to try identify what's going on. And so we do that as the insights team. We cluster all the top tens that you get in your email and all that kind of thing and to really come up with what are the eight powerful, the top 10 powerful trends in, you know, food and beverage and consumer packaged in general today. So, you know, we did that and, you know, we had all these plans going forward for 2020 and here's, we're going to you know tackle it by storm. And then, what happens, you know, the end <laughs> You're of February, right? Everyone's Everybody plans right now it's, because of it's what's all happened. crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's really crazy. But there are still very, very key ones, six growth defining trends or, or macro trends that are really dominating. And, and those things will stay the same. You know, a lot of people think about, well, you know, certain lower level trends like, oh, protein and you know, exercise and natural and those, those trends, but there's, there's, there's ones that are higher level, the, the higher level macro trends. That so shoot one really at us. What's, what's one of the big ones that we're seeing? Example. Yeah. So one of the biggest ones that was really prominent last year and probably five to even 10 years before is uh, ethical and responsible consumerism. 
And it's something um, that is really taken uh, the, the consumer packaged goods by storm. Um, that factors in things like clean label, um, factors in better for you, free from, things like that, organic. Uh, uh, real Explain anything what free from means, Joanne. What's free from? Free from is, free from uh, could be sugar-free. It could be uh, free mm. from dairy products. Okay. Uh, free from gluten. Gluten-free is very big. So those are some of the real prominent uh, uh, ethical and responsible trends that, that sure. consumers are looking at. And so you think about that as it's going to change uh, and what that might look like in a few months. Will that be, will they be dominating anymore? And so that's the real, real thing. But there's other ones I know I touched just on that, but those are some of the biggest trends. Um, things like convenience, speed of, and efficiency, simplicity, um, anything new and interesting, and of course, healthy living. So, yeah. So can we look at those, those numbers and those trends? And even though this is unprecedented, this, what we're going through right now is truly unprecedented. Can we kind of project what we think is going to happen? Like I would expect, I mean, yeah. this, you know, you just make assumptions, right? Like I would expect like sugar consumption to go up because now we're going to use pre-prepared packaged foods that are easy and safe to get from the supermarket or those kinds and of And there's still this feeling of like comfort, indulgent foods that I want. Like I never want brownies, but the other day I was like, can we buy some fudge brownie mix? Cause I just want to indulge on a brownie and make myself feel good about right. life. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, no, we actually had the question come up about, you know, what's going to happen at Easter? Is Easter going to still, you know, happen? Of course it is on the religious side of it, but you know, the, the traditions and the things that consumers used to do may be different because you're not going to grandma's house and you're not going to church. You're going to be doing all of this in your home that you've been doing the last several days. And, yeah. and how is Easter going to be different? Um, will the products that people choosing be different? I, I don't know. I, it was hard to answer the question. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even know. Um, of course, candy, I think, is going to be less, you know, um, but right. people will buy them and that, that might be, you know, maybe less of. But I think that those, those types of things that they can do with their families, like Easter egg hunts, I think the adults will be out there doing it too, because I mean, it's just going to change things. So are you guys planning anything yeah. spectacular for your Easter meal? Like what are your, you can oh, make something delicious. That was my point. Sorry. You mentioned cupcakes and now <laughs> <I want> cupcake. <laughs> but um, someone mentioned, uh, you know, a family member said they're going to make cinnamon rolls mm. for Easter and they're going to bring them over mm. and they're going to put them on a porch and we'll go and get them and then we'll have our cinnamon rolls. Um, somebody else had mentioned they're going to make cupcakes, Easter cupcakes, and they bought all these cute little decorations they can put on the cupcakes. And so, you know, different things like that, would that have happened before? Or, you know, if, if there was no pandemic, I think, you know, a lot of people go out to eat, or they go to restaurants, um, yeah. and the things that they would eat would be a little bit different, maybe. I, I don't know. So it's interesting. We'll have to see. So okay. from an overall standpoint, when it comes to those trends that we're talking about, that you've looked at from a historical standpoint, what what is your main takeaway from from the research that you've done and these trends? Like, what is the, what's the thing you would want us and our listeners to get out of it? People are really thinking about staying safe. Um, what's safe? What's right? What's ethical? Uh, what does this mean to me and my family as I as, as I you know grow older? 
um, things like that. So people were looking at, at the clean label things because they want that comfort of knowing that this is better for me. Um, healthy living. People are definitely thinking about longevity and strength and cognitive health and mental well-being. A lot of stuff going on around that. Now it's also going to be about another huge one, d- disease control. How can we, right. how can I, you know, take care of my family the best way? So it's all about trust and transparency uh, for companies right now. One of the really interesting ones I saw on your list of the top trends is generational divide. Um, yeah. Can you, I know, I know we all probably shop differently and it's probably even changed even more during the pandemic of, I mean, I always order my groceries online because that's the kind of yeah. person I am, but I've also, <laughs> now my grandma has started ordering through Instacart and is where she was very against that in the past, yeah. but now she's ordering her groceries right. online and having them delivered. And so is there more to this generational divide that trend you're seeing and that you've made note of that is notable and that? Yeah. Yeah. No, there's a lot of things. I mean, you could talk about it for a while, but you know, that's where the millennials and the Gen Z's and the Gen X and the boomers come in and how different they are when they go shopping, what, where they went to shop, how much they buy and what they buy um, were very different. Uh, but the four generations are, um, are, are now the, the biggest shoppers and that one coming up like the Gen Z uh, which is just behind the millennials is is going to kind of drive the the purchase intent for families um, and how that might change. I think that with this whole app, you know pandemic, uh, things people are going to look at things a little bit differently. But it's important to know what uh, people do and how they react. Technology. My dad, for example, didn't even have a cell phone. He used his wife's cell phone, my my stepmother's cell phone. So whenever we called, they would put it on speaker and we'd all have this conversation. Gather around. And he now is ordering groceries online. He's using his Hy-Vee app and he's going online and they're picking their things out because they have to. And then they're going to Hy-Vee for curbside checkout. And they never would have done that before. No. You know, before this happened. Like rusting a, a new way of doing things. Whereas like yeah. my grandparents don't want to do anything different. Like they have been doing the same thing forever. Exactly. That was my grandma. She was like, no, don't no. like this technology business. Right. No. And, you know, they, no. suspect, they always suspect someone is, is like trying to take advantage and they're, you know, Instacart. No, it's taking it. I don't want anybody to know where I live. Right. That was my grandma's yeah. thing. Like, what I buy. <laughs> so I think yeah. that's a really interesting observation. So does technology... Yeah advancements play into the the generational divide trend? Is there a separate trend that kind of goes along with all of this technological advancement that we're seeing? I mean, just on the consumer side, there's tons of apps and different build your own sandwiches and pick it up at the store type scenarios. There's also uh, manufacturing technology enhancements that make things easier for bread manufacturers or food manufacturers. So um, is that a trend that you're seeing things happen in or... Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And, you know, when it comes to the generations, I think it will be different later. But um, what people are willing to order online, um, what people find to be the most convenient, um, how can they save time? How can they save time and and buy certain products and it still feels safe to them? Mm -hmm. And um, it's still comforting. It's still exciting. It's still new. Um, and going online and doing your research ahead of time will help you make those decisions. 
And so I think more people will be researching and reading and learning more uh, online before they go shopping. And so, um, and that was kind of already showing up quite a bit, but more so, and there's actually numbers that define this, but there's certain age groups that actually did more of that than before. Than ever before. So yeah, absolutely. One thing that that triggered in my head of crazy thoughts that just bounce around all the time um, was you're talking about convenience and making things easier and quicker. And, you know, we did that breakfast study and what we found was that millennials have a very defined timeline. Like they want things for breakfast that take three minutes or less, I think. It was oh really three minutes like we want it to be done in three minutes and not messy. So like microwavable food is that? Yeah. I mean, I can't think of anything. What other like breakfast foods can you make in three minutes? An egg, yeah. I guess. grab and go That's, type scenarios. Yeah. Uh, right, it's like a like an egg the and some cheese and nuts, poppables. Um, yes. Oh, gosh. yeah. The bars, uh, anything snacking. And I think you probably heard about this trend too. Is the snacking trend. And it goes across all of the different categories of foods, but people were snacking as meals, um, which is why the, what do they call it in Spanish? Um, the, these little restaurants were coming up and popping up everywhere where appetizers were taking over the menu. Oh, like tapas. The small plate tapas. tapas. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Tapas. I mean, I just have to say, Joanne, I'm super yeah. happy that snacking is now a trend because I've been doing it forever <laughs> and that makes me a trend Now you're super trendy. Yeah, yes, I'm a trend. We probably started the trend. Yeah. <laughs> I love tapas food, but I don't like to like share the ones that I picked. Is that like, also like I find one share. that's really good and I'm like, I don't want to give away all the good pieces. <laughs> oh, These yeah. are the ones I liked. That's right. right. Get your own tapas. Exactly. That's what I have to say. Yeah, for sure. So I have one more question then about this, um, the trends. And, and, and Joanne has actually provided us a list of the trends. So CJ and I are yep. looking at the, I can see at the list right now. Right. And one of the things that interests me is the sustainability part of it because my small brain can't wrap around like what that sustainability looks like. Like I understand how a field can be sustainable. I understand how you could sustainably farm, you know, cows so that, you know, it doesn't destroy the environment. But from your perspective in these trends, what, what are people looking for and are they understanding what that sustainability truly is and what it looks like? Yeah. I think people, if they know what it means, I think they think about it being um, environmentally safe. That's kind of okay. So, what does it like? Tell me what it means. But there were real. There's actually three pillars to um, to sustainability. There's the social, there's the economical, and then there's the environmental. And so, when I split out the macro trends, I kind of take those take those by example for each each one of those. So, social is more around um, finding on a package that might say eco friendly, uh, compostable packaging. Uh, things of that nature and people thinking about the impact of those sustainability claims. And so the, the most of the time that's the consumer that where the consumer's mind is, is that, is this recyclable? And so um, can we, can we necessarily the food? Right. Right. And so, yeah. And so people are look at it. Can I do, can I repurpose this? And, you know, farm to table. Is it compostable? Is it right? Cool. And then you have the the bigger environmental ones, and those are things where um, you're uh, we're really looking into and thinking about climate control. And there's a number of security measures and and, and uh, what do you call it regulations and things like that that mm-hmm. manage 
the, the climate control. So it's all yeah. about, you know, the world itself and how can we preserve it? And then it, nice. that just takes you right into the environmental. And so understanding these things and having better traceability throughout the supply chain is very powerful. And right now, it's more so than ever. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm loving yeah. all of this information and everything, but we're going to take a few minutes and break it up and take a little break and do a fun segment that we like to call Eat, Save, Give. We are going to present you with three different highly desirable food items and you are going to have to decide which one are you going to eat now, which one are you going to save for later, and which one are you going to give away and never see again. So, it's, I mean, this is a critical conversation. Oh, so one of them okay. will not be highly desirable is what you're saying. Uh, I mean, to yeah. you. I'm not going to gonna share. And I, we're all going to do it. We're all going to say what we would do. Oh, okay. All right. So okay. are you ready for today's Eat, Save, Give? Yes. Now it's time for Eat, Save, Give. A thoughtful peek into the heart, minds, and taste palates of our guests. You have got it. A chocolate croissant, delicious, mm. warm chicken and cheese quesadilla, which who doesn't love quesadillas? True. Or old classic nostalgia PB and J. Save, give. What are you going to do? I'm going to give away, believe it or not, the chocolate croissant. I, oh, I mean, I like even I like handle this right now. <laughs> Who I love are you? bread and baked goods, but chocolate croissants, it, it's not going to taste the same for me. I just want chocolate when I have chocolate, not chocolate oh. flavored things. So. so you're like a purist. Like yeah. you will eat a bar yeah. of chocolate, but not chocolate flavored. Like, do you ever drink the chocolate yeah. coffee at work or? No, See, I don't. And when I go to Starbucks, I get coffee. I don't get all the, you know, lattes and things like that. Oh, my order is like yeah. five minutes long. <laughs> Mine's pretty like late. <laughs> okay, I mean, I'll so do it. Uh, yeah, anyway. Okay. You're giving away um, the chocolate okay. croissant, which is yeah, stab, stabbing um, me in the heart. But I'm going to take it because then I'm going to have two. <laughs> so what are you going to eat now? I'm going to eat now um, the quesadilla because it's lunchtime and it sounds really good. I have quesadillas like, I don't know, two or three times a week. I know it sounds silly, but it's a great snack. And I love I'll, them. It'll be my lunch, Tortillas. especially since we're home. It's just easy and fast mm-hmm. and convenient. That's all of the trends. Just a true life uh, <laughs> confession. These three items yeah. are three of my favorite things, and that's why I picked them for this one. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I love uh, it. I love it. The, when, when I have the save one, oh, I'm going to save the peanut butter and jelly for my late night snack. Mm. Oh, <sighs> I like it. I Jenny. love peanut butter and jelly. So, what are you doing? I have some qualifiers. Like <laughs> peanut butter and jelly, I feel like it needs to be toasted. Like what? if it's not oh, toasted, yeah. so I don't it's all melty. That's what I'm giving away. I'm giving up I'm giving up my PB and J. I don't even like it. Unless it's toasted <laughs> and it's no, like, it has to be on I've had too much fluffy wine soft bread. Not I mean I do like peanut butter and jelly <laughs> toast too, I guess, but that's like yeah. a breakfast thing. That's a different scenario. <laughs> So I'm giving that away. Oh, so you can have mine. Okay. And then I'm I'll going to I'm going to save my chicken quesadilla because I know it'll heat up pretty well. And I'm going to eat oh, my logic. chocolate croissant right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, you? so I am, I am somewhere in between you two. I'm going to eat my chocolate croissant right now. 
because those are my favorite things. I love the little melty chocolate in the middle and a big flaky croissant. And mm, I'm on a mission too. every time I go on vacation to find the best chocolate croissant in like the world. So I just gorge myself <laughs> on them on vacation. I am going to s- save the peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> I think it's going to get soggy, you know? Yeah. And I'm going to give away the quesadilla. I think that's where I'm at right now. It might change okay. I can change in a minute, but I'm that's, that's where I'm at. Okay. One more revealing question. What has been your go-to isolation snack? Like, what are you eating the most of this isolation mm, time? I've been at home for three weeks and yeah. all I've done is does eat. It, so can it be brownies, for example? Or no, no. Yeah. It can, can be whatever be, you want. Can it be an al- uh, alcohol? I mean, that's, <laughs> I think a given. So I think <laughs> it just has to be. So we're just going to go fre- or just going to go food. Okay. I guess. What are you eating with your wine? Um, definitely. It, it's the chocolate. Um, oh. that's where it comes in. And my husband oh. made the big error of getting me into Oreo thins. We thought, well, yeah, what is they're thin. Oreo we can thin? eat more of those. They're Oreos, but Delish. they're just thinner. I need uh, like a, the really triple double stuffed wine. Oreo. Like if I'm going to oh, have Oreos. Fat one. Mine has been Starbursts. I've been gorging myself on Starbursts. Really? Yes. I don't um, even ever eat them really in real life, but I like pandemic char- life, I do. <laughs> um, I've been eating like charcuterie kind of stuff. Like I love, yeah. love prosciutto. I love the little, the little spicy meat, like salamis that are hard meat. Yes. And because yeah. of course having wine every night because yeah. and it's, they perfect. A it's a pandemic. perfect pairing. Perfect. It is. So that's, I'm, I always lean towards savory over sweet. So my snacks oh. are always probably going to be savory. I'm torn. It goes back and forth. As you can tell, my decision-making skills are questionable at best. And so I, <laughs> it changes per moment, per day, per what just popped in my head. But alas, back to the task at hand of the 2020 trends and what we are seeing and where we are going. One question I had that while we were talking about our Eat Safe gifts, so when we're talking about convenience and this expedited time and then uh, people always looking for, you know, snacks or quick things, do you think that, and this is just, we don't have, it's your opinion, but um, do you think that that is the same during these times where we're in isolation? Like I know for me, it's been pretty different. I'm not necessarily looking for those on the go snacks or things that are super quick. Yeah, me too. It's totally yeah. changed. Yeah. No, I, I, I think during the pandemic, that's probably true because it's not as free and easy to be able to go and just pick something up. You're not in a convenience store. And it's like, oh, I'm going to grab that. Oh, this is great for lunch. It's fast. Um, those things. But I think afterwards, um, hopefully in the near term, uh, I, I think it'll go back to that uh, and more so because of the urbanization trend. Uh, it really means that people are moving to the, the cities. Uh, they're more um, moving faster uh, around the world. Hopefully we're all traveling again and you need those bite-sized items and you need those, that nourishment. And that's what I was talking about earlier about the snacking trend is, is people are using that as their meal. It's just replacing what they would normally have had a sit down lunch or uh, a breakfast. Um, they're on the go and those things will definitely still be a staple. I, I think Well, it's remained to be seen, but yeah. So as we talk about that urbanization and, you know, people moving to these city cores, are we seeing a rise in, you know, some of these uh, worldly ethnic culture type items where people are 
coming from all around the world and all around the country and moving into these urban quarters? Yeah. Are we seeing a rise yeah. in some of those products and their popularity? No, oh, for sure. Um, one of the, 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 the largest macro trends that I also have uh, that I do a lot of research around is called Evolving Landscapes. Uh, really, that oh. one was about just what you're talking about. It's about inter international flavors, um, globalization, uh, the moving around um, and picking up different traditions and things of that nature. I still think that, you know, it's still a very strong macro trend. All, all those trends uh, that are related to that are. But I think mm -hmm. that people are going to definitely go back to, oh, remember when I was in Italy and I had... Uh, this particular item, um, they're going to want to bring that back and, and, and seek uh, comfort in that. Uh, so anything that brings cultural um, uh, recognition, um, it could be uh, maybe local if they, they live in a, uh, an ethnic uh, neighborhood or something of that nature. Uh, the people that live here that have come from other countries, um, the, the migration, things of that nature are not going to stop. I think they're going to flood to areas where they may not be comfortable in. And so they're going to get to know a lot of those international flavors. And I know me and my friends right. totally do that. Like either yes. we're always trying to recreate something we had while on vacation. And so like I go into the butcher and I'm like, I need this specific meat. To I need a try make this fancy dinner or, <laughs> or yeah. we're like what sounds new and exciting. And we're like watching the food network channel and they use, some crazy type of bread and I go over to the bakery that's down the street and I start buying them for yeah. information like do you yeah. have the bread that's like this yeah. which I, I live down in the river market in Kansas City and uh, we're starting to see all those little things pop up so now there's like a little bakery and there's a butcher shop on the corner and you know there's that's all those little exciting. yeah specialty stores that popped up that yeah. millennials love to um, go in and buy yeah and I think down, so. after lockdown it'll be a yearning of people wanting those, those Asian flavors or things like that. Because last night we were all craving pho or pho. Oh, I wanted that for my birthday. That was what's supposed to be my birthday lunch. I was craving and it And I wanted that. And so Chinese, the, one, the, the ones up here are closed. They're Ours were closed open. too. So yeah. we were so sad we ended up getting pizza. Oh, I mean, but yeah, a good I think second. people have a yearning for those, those things. And when those, yeah. when it does open, like people will be flourishing to that area that you're talking about, CJ, just to get those items that they couldn't have for a while. Right. And there's also the whole adventurous eating trend. Like exactly. it's all on TV. You see it everywhere, right? Like ugly food is like this trend that's delicious food that maybe doesn't look the best or what. And I mean, I think that kind of eating is kind of new. I, I, I did almost order that box that was like, the outcasted vegetables and fruits vegetables. that they'll send you. Yes, yes, yes. Um, people won't buy them because they... Don't they call it like imperfect or something like that? Yep, the imperfect vegetables. Yeah, yeah. I lived in That's Canada. That's that repurposing, yep. Yeah, I lived in Canada about 10 years ago, and here in Kansas City, I feel like we just had some, you know, just kind of basic food, right? We had Italian, we had steak. I'm into Canada and I ate Ethiopian food and um, amazing Indian food and Greek and all of these things that were like truly authentic. And I've come back home searching for those things and, and how to make them. So, I mean, I can, that, yeah. that to me makes sense, that whole evolve, you know, how it's all evolving and, and people are getting more adventurous, especially the millennial, you know, section of people. So yeah. And retailers know this uh, a lot of the retailers and, 
um, you, you'll see that uh, certain aisles will be dedicated to certain ethnic varieties yes. because yeah, of now there's it a, on where you live, Mexican. Yeah. Yeah, or Italian, or I said Italian. Italian. <laughs> this has been funny. awesome. So we've hit on, you know, ethical and responsible, evolving landscapes, uh, yeah. you know, the growing food and safety regulations, global wellness, generational divide technology, all the good stuff that consumers are looking for and that food manufacturers need to be aware of. Is there anything else that you want to add before we call it a day? Uh, I don't think so. I think it'll be interesting to recap here in a few months. Uh, maybe we can yes. recap this because I think there's going to be a lot of change. And um, some of those bigger, higher ones will still be prevalent, but the different trends down below, like the micro trends, will, will have uh, evolved and changed. So, and that yeah. is definitely something listeners can look forward to. Um, we'll yeah, dive deeper into these trends throughout the rest of the season one of the podcast and then even take some looks at how uh, the pandemic shifted consumer purchasing behaviors, which ones are going to stick, which ones yeah. are going to revert back to the to 2020 trends we have. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot to look forward to. Yeah. And you will definitely be back on here. I'm sure. Yeah, Joanne, thank you so much for being here today. I've learned so much and I can't wait to talk to you in the future. Yes. Thank you for joining yes. us. All the information was awesome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you to everyone for joining us on our maiden voyage of A Fresh Perspective, a podcast that is about everything food. Uh, if you need more information on what consumers are doing, what they're buying, what they're not buying, what's changing, um, or you just want to see more videos of us, just haven't had enough, totally. you can go to thebakerstake.com, our blog, where you can find all of that, plus recipes, plus troubleshooting, and more. Thank you guys for listening. And don't forget, keep creating.